You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You mentioned about your OCD and how you've used that and channeled that into your music and when, when you started first playing at Rizzo's, and I would go to the shows, the, the holiday show, the Valentine's show, and I'm taking, putting some pictures up of a couple events I've been to, I, I, I said to myself, okay, John's going to sing some Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra. It's going to be awesome. And I knew you were going to hit that out of the park. But then out of left field, you know, here comes you doing Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World. And then all of a sudden, you're doing Johnny Cash, Folsom Prison Blues. And then, you know, you're doing Otis Redding, Dock of the Bay. And I'm sitting there, and, and every song, it felt like you just encapsulated the spirit of the song. You made it your own, but I just, I didn't have any idea of the range that you had when you sing. Yeah, that was all Coach Ditka, because when I started, I was doing... Um probably the same when I was at Rosebuds and I was at Nono Pinos, I would do Sinatra and that's it. And I probably did about six to eight Sinatra songs over and over again. Like it was to the point where it was embarrassing <laughs> and um, it, it worked and people liked it, but that was it. That's all I had in my repertoire. And, you know, it wasn't going to go any further than that. I think if I stayed with just that, and coach did goes to me, he goes, I want you to try Dean Martin. Why don't you try this guy? Why don't you try that guy? Why don't you try some Johnny Cat? He goes, why don't you try this Louis Armstrong? What a wonderful world. That's a funny, you know, we're, we're talking about it. And I'm listening. I'm like, okay, Louis Armstrong. I love that song. Let me see it. All of a sudden, I just start doing these other voices. And then I start thinking, okay, if I if, if I can, and, and trust me, I, there's so many that I can't do that I try to. And, you know, you try and it doesn't work or it does work. And I don't sound like all of them. I sound like some of them. But it's worked. And that uh, versatility that coach told me to have, you know, is what helped my career so much because he said, you know, expand, keep expanding. It doesn't hurt to expand. If they don't like it, then good, it, fine. And there's been songs I've done that people are like, ah, and I just let them go. But I kept trying. I was too afraid to try until coach said, uh-uh, why are you afraid to try? He goes, you know, you should only be afraid is when you stop trying. That's a quitter. He goes, a quitter is when you stop, not when you don't. He goes, it's not by failing. He goes, if you keep trying and you keep failing, you're not a quitter. You're not, you're not, you're not done. He goes, you're not losing. He goes, you're winning if you keep trying. If you keep trying, it doesn't matter. That's where that competition thing goes, that healthy competitiveness to that ugly competitiveness. I hate that guy because he's got the better job or the better car or this or the better voice or like, I wouldn't want to share the stage when I was younger with anybody because I was so damn insecure that other people would sound better to me. And when they did, I got so insecure. Now, when I hear somebody sounding better than me, I'm like, holy crap, how can I promote them to be better and have people see them and hear them? And now you'll see it. You see it on my page. You see me putting people on my stories that sing. I'll go somewhere, I hear a singer, and I'll do that. One of the people I learned that from was Lady Gaga. I sounded like crap on at the 
in the World Series. Again, Mr. Ricketts, he let me sing in there when nobody wanted me to sing because I was a no-name. And I was, quote-unquote, part of the Cubs family. He was our guy, and Johnny's going to sing. That I'll never forget. That I'll never forget. That man didn't have to do that for me, and I'll love him to the day I die. That's just like coach, and that's what you're saying. How did it come from? I think of like Bill Walsh, you know, back in the old days, the Bill Walsh coaching tree, they said, you know. It's like the Mike Ditka life tree from Ditka's to the Cubs to the Pentagon to all these places to Jerry Jones and Dallas Cowboys to the Packers was because of coach. I met I met a, a, a Bob Harlem. He used to be the president of the Packers. That's how I started singing the anthem in 2003. They're all through Ditka's. And then, you know, the Cubs. Then the Cubs open up all these doors. And in life, I think if we, instead of worry about what what we're going to have and look at what people, and I know a lot of people haven't been as lucky. I've been very, very lucky. But I also have been very unlucky growing up with mental illness because I, I know a lot of people suffer. And I hope nobody, you know, people say, oh, my family will say everybody suffers and, and everybody has problems. I do understand that. But when you're when you suffer from something like pure O, if you suffer from uh, borderline personality disorder, if you suffer from uh, bipolar, if you suffer from schizophrenia, which I know many people who have these afflictions, it's painful. It's 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 and I hate to say it. I've had broken bones. I've had illnesses. And my, my worst illness has always been my mental illness because it's my biggest obstacle. It's, it's like two wolves fighting in your head and they say, well, which wolf are you going to feed, right? You got that. We all have those two wolves in our head, that good wolf with all those good thoughts and good things and that bad wolf, which makes it, you know, the competitive stuff. We're not good enough. We're not this. We're not that. Which one are you going to feed? Well, for a long time in my life, and I still feed the bad one. You start hanging around the right people and they tell you, feed the other one, feed the other one, feed the other one, John. Feed the good one. Look at the good. Because I always wanted to have the, oh, poor me, poor this, poor that. Oh, my God. And I still, my really good friends hear me bitching and moaning, and they'll still do it. And the real good ones keep their mouths shut. And I'm like, oh, my God, shut up, John. Let this person talk and let this person, you know, tell you what's going on in their life. And I have a long way to go with that. But there's so many great people that taught me so many lessons. Um, coach, my father, my sisters. um, you know, you talk about other famous people that I met or people on the street that I met that showed me life. And I was like, oh, my God, like, OK, you're you don't get it until you open up your eyes. And the one thing I can tell everybody now at my age is just try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. You do that. Now we have a chance because now you kind of are trying to understand where they come from. I, I, I put up the tweet so people could see it. Lady Gaga says, wow, John Vincent, that's how you sing the national anthem. Goosebump, like, let's my, go my Cubs. If you hear that one, that I sounded terrible. And there was so many people that criticized it. And I'm not making excuses because game six, I'll say I sounded great game six. Uh, with the Dodgers I felt very good I felt comfortable and I felt like that and that was the best game of my life of any sport of anything um it felt like a football game before everybody was in their seats everybody's yelling let's go Cubbies everybody's screaming it the atmosphere was like a NFL playoff game it was so crazy um and then I sing the anthem I get to go on the field Mr. Ricketts lets me go on the field with the players and all these celebrities and, and, and party on the field. It was unbelievable. 
that was the fav- fav- my favorite anthem of all time, of all time. Now, come the World Series, I was getting a bunch of interviews and everything, and I got a super cold. <laughs> Before the anthem, I only held it for like eight seconds. And if you see, I take a st- step back. Literally, if I would have held it longer, I probably would have fainted. And looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, that would have been so funny to see my fat ass just go down on that field. Um, but I, I don't want to take anybody's thunder. I mean, you know, we lost that game anyways in the World Series. But I'm like, I was going to faint because I was so sick and my voice sounded so bad. I was in a, the shower. It was before we got re- renovated. I'm there with my vest on and my jacket and, and my, my suit jacket and everything. Or my, I don't think I had a suit jacket. I had my vest on and my tie. And I'm having the, the shower run, and I'm just breathing all the hot steam as much as I can because my voice was hurting so bad. And what I'm saying is what Lady Gaga did was she knows I sounded like crap, but she just gave me love for no reason except for to give me love. And then I looked into Lady Gaga, and she suffers, and she's uh, was bullied and all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? If she could do this, and she's this famous, why can't I? And I'm a nobody. I got the time. She doesn't. She's a famous celebrity. I'm, I'm nobody. Why can't I go out there and try to make it better? Because it ain't working trying to, you know, do things for yourself and trying to live in this world of me, me, me. Try to do something to make the world better. And you know what? You become happier when you do it. And you do. And that woman did such a beautiful thing that day. She didn't have to give me a moment, a time of day, nothing. And she helped my career so much by that tweet. By that uh, yeah. she, she helped me so much just by doing that. And the fact was, I sounded like crap that day. But she was too kind and too sweet. And she had love in her heart. And boom, that 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 made me open up my eyes and say, okay, those are people who care that don't have to do it. But they're like, let me be cool to somebody. And, and I've seen you, John, be cool to somebody. And in fact, you know, the last uh, Christmas show that you were at, I, I, you know, myself, Stuart McVicker, we were out there. And you had Jeremiah Paprocki out there, and you had John Benedict. Now, Johnny Benedict's a good friend of mine, and, you know, I know his abilities. You know his abilities. Everybody knows him as the Cubs organist. They don't realize what a talented singer he is. Oh, so my in, God. He's so talented. <laughs> I love in that that. First sh- of all, I love those two guys. Those two guys are like my little brothers, man. I love those two guys. Those two guys – Every time I see them, they make me smile. Johnny's always joking around. Jeremiah's, what, 24, and he's way more of an adult than me. He reached out to me one time. He's like, hey, John, you know, I'm going to go buy this car, and I just, can you come along with me? Just to, and I thought, you know, he's going to buy a car, and maybe he wants some support. Or he's for, this kid knew more than I ever knew, and he's like, I'm like, oh, my God, you didn't need me here, brother. I'm like, you're so smart. You knew what you were doing. But it's just, it's such a humility and such an honesty from both of them and hey rob bradford here you guys know i'm always up for a good mvp story and one of the best stories is wasabi technology wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the red Sox and nhl teams like the bruins and vancouver canucks even the liverpool football club is getting in on the wasabi action so why is wasabi the mvp well wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. What blows me away, that. though, is, is you sit there in the show and you say, John, you're going to sing the national anthem. Now, I know what John can do, but most people that know John is, oh, he's the Cubs organist. But here's you, John Vincent, who you know sings the anthem, who Lady Gaga tweets about. You hand over the mic of, of your, you know, a song you're known for, and you let Johnny sing that national anthem, and he blew the room away. And that's just like what you were talking about, about giving, you, allowing your platform to help others. I would have never done that 15 years ago. Never. Never done that 15 years ago because I would have been too afraid to get shown up. And I think most of us feel the exact same way deep down inside, and we're going to lie to ourselves most of our life until we get that uncomfortable conversation because uncomfortable conversations make comfortable situations when you have and are capable to have uncomfortable, i you know i have a lot of people saying you know johnny people don't always want to be serious they don't always want to talk about this stuff well i'm seeing this world getting worse and, and, and i'm not saying it as an old man because i hate when people go boomer z x millennials all that none of that stuff means anything to me are you human Yes. Okay. So you have my respect. You don't have to earn it if you're older or younger or this or that. You're human. So I'm going to treat you like a human. I didn't always do that in my life because I was bullied and abused. So what did I do? I'd be crappy and shitty and tell people to F off and get in fights when you were younger. We all did that. We all got angry. We all got pissed off. We don't want to admit that. But if somebody else does, we're so quick to point the finger. So what did I want to do? I wanted at one point in my life to point the finger at myself and said, no. I did this. I'm tired of saying, poor John, poor John, because you know what? Even though crappy things happen to you, a lot of beautiful things happen to you. Be grateful for them. And every great person I met is grateful. All great people I know are grateful. They're grateful. Like, And the people like myself that complain are the ones that don't ever think they have enough. And I'm like, why are you always complaining, John? Because, wait a minute, this coffee's not warm enough. The great person says, well, at least I got coffee. You know, and, and, and oh, this, you know, this 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 house isn't big enough. The great, grateful person says, at least I got the house. You know, and, and you start going deeper and deeper. Like, you can be grateful for the smallest things because it can be gone in a blink of an eye. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. Now, Johnny, you know, you're, you're mentioning that and, and that kind of takes us to uh, this weekend. Uh, somebody that was just always grateful and loving life, Dorothy Farrell, one of the biggest Cub fans that existed. Here's a picture of her with Ken Rosenthal laughing. Uh, she said she wanted to do a Jaeger shot after the Cubs won at age 91, whatever, when this was taken. But um, Dorothy's last call is going to be this Saturday, January 6th, and it is going to be at La Villa. 
uh, in Chicago. And so you are going to be uh, singing a few numbers there and it's just going to be a celebration of life. And I think John, that's, that's kind of what you're talking about is just enjoying what you have. And then that's what Dorothy always did. She enjoyed the present. She loved her friends and family. She loved the Cubs and she loved her Jägermeister. And so we're going to sing some songs. John Benedict's going to be there as well. We're going to have some laughs and it's going to be a lot of fun. And we appreciate you being part of the event. No, I mean, I, you know, when Stu came out to me about it and everything, you, you just hear, how old was Dorothy when she passed? 97, 98? 97, God bless. And I mean, I didn't know Dorothy personally like you guys did. I've met her. And like you said, she was always smiling. And, you know, you see people complaining about something, looking at that, and then looking at those people still do it and not complaining, but then doing it with a smile like Dorothy did. That's why I see what's beautiful with what you and, and, and Stu are doing and everything. You guys are giving her a, a beautiful, you know, honor for a beautiful woman who, who brought smiles to people. And that's how we all should live our life. You know, in, in Italian, they have a thing. La vecchiaia è un carogna, non si viene un vergogna. You know, it stinks to get old, but if you don't get old, it stinks. Like, it's terrible. It's like, so, so it's like, it's damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't. Really? Then you look at people like like Dorothy, who would go celebrate and go out in her nineties and go there. Well, John, I appreciate you hopping on. It was it was great talking to you. We look forward to seeing you Saturday at Dorothy's last call. There are tickets available, and I'll put that link down there. Um, John, you always have events coming up, uh, and and we're always excited to see you. If people are interested in your events, they can go to your website. Is johnvincentlive.com. On, on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, on TikTok, you can find me on John Vincent Live, just the same as my uh, website. And then Friday, right. I'm doing a show for uh, I'm doing a show at the Lyric Theater in Blue Island Friday evening. I don't know; it might be sold out, or there might be a few tickets left. But that's this Friday. Um, at six at seven p.m. in Blue Islands, and it's a great theater. The owner of Beggars Pizza owns it, and it's it's awesome. It has such a Las Vegas feel. Great theater, the Lyric Theater in Blue Island. Check it out if if you can't make my show. They do a bunch of great events there. Well, John, I, I recommend everyone goes because it's always a lot of fun. Thank you for jumping on, and we'll see you on Saturday. You got it, brother. Thank you so much. Crowley, great job. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season three. It's episode one. You just heard the interview there with Cubs anthem singer John Vincent, and that is the title of this episode. And uh, Crowley, in closing, you want to talk about uh, a special uh, party that's happening. Yeah. um, As you heard in the last segment, you know, we were going to have a celebration of life party for Dorothy Farrell, the great Cub fan who passed away in December. She was always there at the seventh inning stretch, interviewed by uh, Ken Rosenthal during the NLCS. Um, just just a wonder, wonder, wonderful Cubs person. And so we're going to do the old Irish wake, Dustin. It's going to be January 6th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. at La Villa Restaurant, located at 3638 North Pulaski Road, Chicago, Illinois. There's going to be live music. John Vincent's going to be performing. John Benedict, the organist, is going to be performing. Um, Even just recently from modern day, Romeo's Jim and Justin are going to be performing. 
but it's not going to be anything sad. We are going to remember Dorothy and all the fun she had. So again, music, games, and lots of Jägermeister. So this is Saturday, July 6th at La Villa from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Tickets are $40. They include unlimited pizza, pasta, and salads, soft drinks, tea, and coffee. We're going to have a lot of raffles, a lot of prizes. It is going to be a very fun event. Um, so I would really recommend coming down. And, and again, if you're a Cub fan for any amount of time, you knew who Dorothy was. And, and there's no better way, I think, to send her off than, than having a party because that's what she would have wanted. Very cool. Good. That's a great event. Hope you can make it out there. And uh, I'll let you have the last uh, mention of the news, Crowley, but uh, some good news for uh, scoreheads out there. Hey, how about it? The Chicago Fall Ratings book came out and it shows that the scores ratings continue to dominate sports talk radio. I saw your numbers went up. The Mully and Haas show yep. jumping up. So Very congratulations Very to you and the yep. guys. I mean, I've been saying it, you know, like I said, I'm not just kind of blowing smoke here. I really have enjoyed what the score has been doing. They've had a lot of great things. Whether you talked about, you know, the individual shows like the uh, Mully and Hall, Parkinson Spiegel, uh, Bernstein and Holmes, all, all the shows have been great. Um, you know, hit and run inside the clubhouse. A uh, great job was done on the Pat Hughes um, call to the hall special that they did. I know that there was the there's just so much that has been going on. It does not shock me to see that Chicago, the score, 670, the score continues to be the choice of Chicago sports fans. And hey, of all the days for this news to come out, 1992, January 2nd, score's birthday. So for me, talking. Absolutely amazing. Tom Share, the first voice on the score. Yeah. And, and, you know, I just remember all those early shows and thinking to myself, like, wow, this is awesome. Like, there's people that is talking sports. I don't have to call a hotline anymore, you know? And so, <laughs> I remember listening on my Walkman, Crowley. Right. So is that, what, 32 years of 670, the score. Uh -huh. So it, it's hard to believe. I've had actually had a lot of friends that have been, um, that have worked as uh, interns over the years at the score. And uh, I'm just really, like I said, thankful that they let us do our little Cubs thing. And, and it's a lot of fun. So congratulations to everybody at the score. Um, and we've got a, a live podcast coming up later this week. Yeah, actually tomorrow, if you can believe it, 7 p.m., Bruce Miles, he was the one that told me about the Sammy Sosa possibly on the ballot for the Cubs Hall of Fame. He wrote a great book about the history of the franchise of the Cub, along with Jesse Rogers. He is going to spend some time uh, talking about the book. I'm going to ask him some questions. And if any one of our listeners wants to ask a question, he's got all sorts of interesting stuff about Sosa, about Kerry Wood, about famous trades in Cubs history, about famous teams in Cubs history. So you know Bruce, man. There's really almost nobody that knows more about the Cubs organization than Bruce. So it's going to be a fun talk, and I welcome anybody that wants to kind of listen in and with the, take bring in whatever questions you got, whether it's historical or if you want Bruce's opinion with what's going on with the team, he's still dialed in. So give it a listen. That's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Ply the W podcast. Follow us on the socials. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Of course, we're on Twitter as well. You can email the show, flythew670 at gmail.com, and you can watch us on YouTube. That's right, by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. I thank everybody. We're going to have a lot of fun this new year, and what a way to kick it off celebrating Dorothy Farrell. Go Cubs!